0: FM Talk. On demand audio.
1: The U.S. federal judge issued a ruling involving something called SEPA, which is the Second Amendment Protection Act, which has been deemed a little controversial. And there were a lot of opponents to this when it passed, saying, look, you're not allowing law enforcement and prosecutors to do their job." So it goes to the courts. It gets turned down. There's going to be an appeal. Andrew Bailey, the, um, the attorney general, says he's going to appeal this. But Brad Young, our legal analyst, is with us this afternoon from Harris, Dow, Fisher and Young. You hear him here on 97.1 FM talk filling in. Brad, how are you this afternoon?
0: Mark, doing great,
1: sir. Thanks. So I I, and I said this yesterday candidly, that this is always something and you got to be careful here. Look, I'm, I'm a gun owner. I hunt. I like to target shoot. I've done my fair share of sporting clays back in the day. So I appreciate the Second Amendment. Right. But on this one in particular, I do think it's been misrepresented by people on the left and maybe in the media. But it does seem to be something that's not as flexible as maybe it should be. And prosecutors, Brad, even conservative prosecutors have thrown up red flags on this, So I guess let's start with what the law says and then what happened yesterday.
0: Well, and I have to agree with you before we dive into this analysis. I'm a gun owner. I've been a gun owner since I'm like five. I started going hunting with my dad when I was five. So uh, I'm a very strong, passionate supporter of the Second Amendment. The, but the problem with the Second Amendment Protection Act is that it simply violates the U.S. Constitution. And I've said that. Before it was passed, I said it when it's passed, and and there are a lot of issues here. But ostensibly, it does this. First of all, it specifies uh, that officials in Missouri, law enforcement, they are not required to assist federal authorities when it comes to enforcing gun laws that conflict with Missouri law. That point is actually, in my opinion, constitutional. And I believe that uh, when, when it goes up on appeal, that part will 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 be sustained. Okay. All right. The, the part that won't be sustained is, is that it attempts to state that that not only do law enforcement officials in Missouri not have to enforce the federal law, but that that federal law is null and void in Missouri to the extent it disagrees with Missouri law. And that's the part that's blatantly unconstitutional. In the the Supremacy Clause in the U.S. Constitution, it specifically states that the Constitution and federal law take preeminence over state law in areas where the federal government has jurisdiction and authority. And clearly they do have that. Congress has given that to the federal government. So Missouri isn't forced to uh, enforce federal law, but they cannot say the Missouri officials cannot state that federal law is inapplicable in Missouri. So is it
1: within the courts? and, And I don't know how this works, but can a judge basically strike down just one aspect of it and let the rest of it stand? Or would there have to be new legislation?
0: Well, judges can certainly strike down portions of an act. It happens all the time. In this case, uh, Judge Brian Wimes in Kansas City decided to strike the entire act. And I think that was incorrect. And I think when this goes up uh, to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, potentially the Supreme Court, but I don't really see it going that far. But when it goes to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, the Eighth Circuit's going to say that, that yes. The Supremacy Clause rules here that part of the law is invalid. However, Missouri officials cannot be forced to enforce federal gun laws. uh, and, And here's the greatest example of that, Mark. Remember when California and Oregon and Washington stated, we're not going to enforce federal immigration laws. That's been challenged in the courts. The courts have upheld that. So state officials aren't required to enforce federal law. But the federal officials can still enforce federal law within those states.
1: Yeah. Th- maybe the marijuana issue is another example of that, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, before right before we had this wave of states uh, basically stating that marijuana is legal, a lot of states said we're not going to enforce federal marijuana laws within our state and we're not forced to do that that's completely legal and i see that as a as a template here mark for what will happen at the court of appeals. i just don't see a lot of arguments in
1: in andrew bailey's favor on this one which uh, you know i've had some questions about this all along um so it'll be interesting to see i mean if if the appeals court rules in the same way does it get run up the flagpole all the way to the supreme court i mean i know that that's typically the path but don't you have to see the writing on the wall
0: Yes. And, and, and the Supreme Court, as you well know, has to choose to accept cases. And they really only accept cases that are, number one, are of an enormous public policy importance, or number two, there's a conflict in the states. And this is neither. I mean, there's really no conflict in the United States about the Supremacy Clause. And I don't see this going to the Supreme Court, but the Court of Appeals, I believe, will... Reverse in part uh, Judge is uh, striking down of the entire act, but substantially and probably most of it will continue to be stricken.
1: Yeah, that that would maybe as the non-legal analyst person in this conversation, I think that <laughs> I think that uh, my gut check tells me that you know we don't have a lot of time to talk about this, but uh, I'd love your thoughts just quickly on one aspect of the Supreme Court you know, arguments last week on the student loan situation. Does Missouri with Mohila have standing? Because that's one of the issues here with this case. Do you have standing?
0: And and that's a great question that requires a long explanation, but I can make it very short. And that is this. Mohila does have standing. There's no question Mohila has standing. The only question is whether the state of Missouri has standing uh, by saying that Mohila is part of Missouri. And I believe that either the Supreme Court will, number one, They will strike down Uh, Biden's student loan forgiveness program, or number two, they will send it back down to the lower courts to make a finding as to whether or not Mohila has to bring this individually or whether they can do it as part of the state of Missouri. Yeah,
1: just to give the definitions out there. So Mohila stands for the Missouri Higher Education Loan Authority, which is one of the largest holders and servicers of student loans in the whole country. Brad Young, always great to have your analysis here, especially when I agree with you. I always like that a little bit better, which is most of the time, but you have a great night and we'll talk soon.